Third John. Let's go with it. So, see what we can find today. Look at them little ducks. There you go. Following good. Say that with me. Following good. In church, sometimes you can find some bad to follow if you want to. Okay? Not just the world. There's a lot of bad churches. Okay? And a lot of junk that goes on in church is bad. You want to see some pride on display sometimes? Look at the church. You think that's where you find humility, right? Yes or no? You want to find fighting sometimes? Look at the church. Okay? Not here. You know why? Because we don't put up with it. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Don't put up with it. Well, I want to fight. Well, you'll find some other church to fight, and you're not going to fight here. Because we're going to win. Y'all hear me or not? This is love. This place of love. Amen. Yes or no? We're going to love right here. What keeps me on that course is my drunk mama. The first time she said, we're going to church, and I didn't want to go with her. And we went to a loving church. And they loved us right to Jesus. Amen? And that's what we're called to do here, church. Amen? Yes or no? Amen? Well, see, John, the old apostle, he's been writing. Now, he's old, man. This man's old. We're not talking about when he's walking with Jesus way back when Jesus was around with him. No, he's like 50 years later. And the church is going to pot. He's like, man. And he had to come out of retirement. He wasn't really retired, but he had to come out and start writing again. And he was laying some things straight. That's what he did in First John. We saw that, didn't we? People that were in authority, people that were in leadership, were now saying Jesus didn't really come in the flesh. All you have to do is have knowledge. You know, it's about what you know. It's not about who you know. Man, did that ever tick John off. Amen. Say the beauty of it is we got one of the greatest books in the Bible, First John, because of that fight that he entered into. Amen? Then Second John, we saw it last week. And uh, it, was to, it was written to a lady and her kids who were being infected by false doctrine, false gospel. And he was really encouraging her to stand for the Lord, and she's doing the right thing. And he's continuing that theme in a way in Third John. Let's look at it. Hope I didn't bore you too much, but let's look at Third John today. See what we can find. Now, what's the shortest book in the Bible? Somebody tell me. Second John. One more time. The shortest book in the Bible is? Y'all are learning so much with me. Now, what's the second shortest book in the Bible? So, basically, if you go on Jeopardy, you've got to share the money with me. Because I helped you on that. What's the shortest book in the Bible? Here we go. The second shortest book is Third John, written by the Apostle John. Say that with me. Truth is the main thing. Did you know truth's still the main thing? Truth should be the main thing here at this, at this church. If we tell the truth, if we speak the truth. And we speak the truth in what? Love. Amen? But truth is the main thing. We don't gather on Sunday morning to put all our ideas together and, and come out how we can get to heaven. No, 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 no. We submit and we surrender all our ideas to His authority. And what the Word says, we do. Y'all hear me or not? We put the Word of God way up here. And we submit to what He says. Truth is the main thing. That's what John's saying here in this little book. In the Gospel of John, which he wrote the Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We didn't study that one this time, but the book of John... Truth is mentioned how many times? Twenty. In the book of 1 John, truth is mentioned how many times? 
9. John's got a thing with truth, don't he? And so when he saw these jokers not telling the truth, he came out of retirement on them. Okay? That's the whole point here. In 2 John, 13 verses, truth is mentioned how many times? That's a lot of times in 13 verses. You have to work hard at that. In 3 John, 14 verses, truth is mentioned how many times? So if you want to know what the Apostle John was about, his ministry, he was about what? And he called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. So John was all about truth and love. Amen? So just a little bit of help there with us when we talk about his writing. So it's all about truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. He also said, I'm the way, the life, and the truth. Amen? You can't get to the Father but by me. That's the truth. People still trying to get up some other way. Jesus says it's not going to happen. If you try to get up some other way, you're a thief and a what? Robber, and that ain't going to work. Amen? So, truth, truth. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's not about what? It's not about us. I mean, He gave His life for us. We're to love on each other. But in the church, if it ever gets to be, well, what about me? Well, what about me? Or do this for me? Or do this? Yeah, 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 me, me, me. Now, I understand people come to church looking for what churches do and outreach and stuff like that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, if you're coming and you're looking for that, that's okay. But we hope it ain't before too long. You'll want to be the one helping other people, serving the Lord. Amen. Yes or no? Okay? It's not about us. It's about reaching others. There are three people. It's easy to, 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 to figure out this little book and to, to diagram it. There are three people mentioned by name in this little book. Three people. Only 14 verses. Three people are mentioned by the Apostle John in this little book. Gaius, Diotrephes, and Demetrius. Say those three names with me. Gaius, Diotrephes, and Demetrius. Three people he mentions. And you might say, this is killing me. You'll be fine. Hang in here. Come on. Here we go. Three people. So let's break it up like that. Let's look at this little book based on these three people that John's talking about and see what we can learn about truth today. Amen? Gaius. He was a good man. That's who Gaius was. And the Apostle John loved this guy. Gaius was a good man. But I tell you what, with the false teaching that was going on, excuse my language, but with the crap that was going on in the church, good men like this... We're having a hard time. And so he's pointing it out. Third John, verse 1. The elder unto the what? Help me now. Well-beloved Gaius. Whom I what? In the what? In the truth. So the Apostle John loved this guy. Okay? The Apostle John wanted him to prosper in his health. Don't know if there were some issues he was going through. This morning, I pray every Sunday morning with the guys in a truck out here for about 45 minutes. It's not to brag. It's just that I need help on Sunday. Okay, I need to get my head right, my heart right, get, get my spirit right. And they help me. But they've been praying for my health. They did it again this morning. My health hadn't been that great the last year or so. But they're praying for me. That's what John did. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in what? Help. Even as thy soul prospers. John wanted him to prosper. Chuck prayed for me this morning. And uh, Chuck says, you know, God help our pastor. He's our leader. We need him healthy. Amen? 
And I can see John doing that right there. This is a guy that's in that church, and he's a good man, and he's a leader. And John's saying, I pray for your health. I pray that you'll prosper. Okay, we can serve the Lord when our health isn't too hot. I understand that. But boy, when our health is pretty good, we can go at it all, all the way. Amen? Say. So that's what's happening here. He loves this man. He's a good man. How physically, he, as you're, he says, I pray for your health. I pray you'll prosper in health as your soul prospers. So here's the question. Because this is a good man. He's a spiritual man. A godly man. Here's the question. How physically healthy would you be if your physical health was determined by your spiritual health? Say. Hello, church. Are you listening? How healthy would you be if God said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make them physically healthy equal to their spiritual health. How many be coming in in a wheelchair and all crawling in here today? Say. How many be at the hospital? I couldn't even get there. We need to work on our spiritual life. Amen. Say. But this was a good man. He could say, look, I pray for you physically, even though you're hurting physically. Listen, I pray for you physically. And if you're physically as well as you are spiritually, Gaius, you're going to be fantastic because you are strong in the Lord. Amen? So that's what he's saying. Good question for us. Would you be vibrant or would you be an invalid? Say. Think about it. All right? This is what you do when you study the Bible. You just stop and go, hmm. Think about it. Okay? Would you have a strong heart or would you be on a what? Pacemaker. Amen? Come on. We're talking about your spiritual health. How are you spiritually today? How is your health? Are you in the Word? Do you read the Word? How's your private life? How's your home life? I'm not saying you're perfect. Well, none of us are perfect. Thank God if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Amen? i got enough to deal with today not having to worry about my past. Amen? How are you spiritually? Think about it. Gaius, and how would you like me to pray this kind of prayer for you as your pastor? I pray for, you fill in the blank, that he'll be as healthy as he is spiritual. You'd be like, no, pastor, don't be playing. Don't pray there for a minute. Amen? Come on. God make brother, sister, brother, sister, so-and-so's health just like their spiritual health. That's what we're talking about for just a moment. Just move on. So it's so kind of scary, isn't it, when you think like this? Amen? Keep looking. Keep looking. He's just pushing me this morning. So, the Apostle John rejoiced greatly because of Gaius' testimony and walk. He loved this guy. And that's how he's starting out this book. Now, he ain't going to stay there. He's going to get ugly in just a few minutes. He's being real nice. Okay? How many are like that? You start off real nice and then whammo upside the head. Amen? That's how we are in the football games. You know, oh, yeah, hey, I hope you have a good game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came. John writing. See, John had gotten wind of all this mess. That the church was going, going you know, was failing. They were teaching things that weren't true. That's First John. Even Second John. People had come to him. But boy, when they came, one fellow stood out. Gaius. Gaius. That was a good man. I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the what? Say it with me. Of the what? Truth that's in you. Even as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy, Gaius, than to hear that my children, the ones I've led to Christ, are walking in the truth. And I sure can't compare myself, and I'm not to Apostle John or nothing, but that gives me great joy. When many of you have come to Christ, and I see you staying steady, 
I see you walking in the truth. I see your life getting stronger. I see your marriage getting stronger. I see you, you know, serving the Lord. I see your witness. I, I've watched many of you over the years. You're starting to open your mouth a little. And talk about the Lord, but not down to people, but, but loving them. I see you here on the campus, how you're reaching out and you're hugging and you're loving people. That does my heart a lot of good. Amen? It's the kind of church I want. Y'all hear me? And so John's saying that I, I rejoice so greatly to see Gaius, you're walking in the truth. So, that's, that's the first fellow we see is Gaius. John commended him for his faithful service and kindness to others. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever you do to brethren and to strangers. You're reaching out to the folks and you're reaching out to strangers, Gaius. You're a good man. You're a good man. And he's just commending him in his letter. The specific reason for this letter. Why did he write this letter? Why did John write this little letter? It's only 14 verses. To help those who are sharing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's Gaius, a good man, sharing the gospel. You might think, well, that's good. This is boring. This is boring. What's the big deal? He's sharing the gospel. Big deal. What's the big deal? Because he's being put down for it. It's a big deal because the false teachers in the church who have pretty much taken over are causing this man problems and trouble. And John's trying to tell him, you're doing the right thing. You stay with it, man. I'm proud of you. You hear me? Yes or no? That's what he's doing here. He's trying to help those who are sharing the gospel. There were traveling ministers of the gospel that were traveling around. The church was just getting going. It's 50 years old now, but it's starting. And you got this cancer called Gnosticism and a false gospel that's being teached that Jesus didn't really come in the flesh. It's crazy. And so they're traveling around. And he's trying to, to help them. He's trying to get this little letter out to say, help these guys that are good guys, that are preaching the Word, that are starting churches, that are going out, that are sharing the truth, not the lie that these false teachers are propagating. Help them with lodging. Say that with me. Help them with what? Lodging and what? Way back in the day, people that preached the Gospel have been getting help. Help to go and do what they do. And that's a good thing. That's what we do here. For years, you blessed me. Okay? I never try to take advantage of that. I never want to. Amen? Don't need to. God's blessed me. But you've been a blessing to me. And you help me. Okay? And you help our staff. Why? Because we're doing a good job for the Lord. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Amen. Doesn't bother me at all to see our staff get paid. I got a small staff. So that we don't go in the ditch bankrupt. Amen? Say and plus, I said it earlier, why would I need to hire a hot lock? You know, when I got you guys, right? Say, come on, we need some. We need some staff. People come up to me and say, do you, somebody asked me today, are you, are, is there, are you the pastor? Are there more pastors than you? And I went, no, I'm in. But I've got great help, don't I? Do I have great help or not? Can we thank the Lord for the help that we have here? Come on. Come on. I'm able to pray on Sunday morning. I don't have to run in here and set up tables and do and do all the hospitality. It'd be a wreck if I was over there. I'm horrible at that. I'm out there because we've got good people serving. Amen? Volunteers. I call them volunteer staff. That's what they mean to me. They're that valuable to me. Amen? But the preaching of the gospel has been going on for a long time, and it takes some, it takes some money to make it happen. Okay? So he's trying to say help them with lodging and personal needs. Okay? And they're not going to be supported by what? Pagans. 
All right? I'm not trying to be ugly, but we don't want a government check here from the federal government to run Fellowship Church. They're so screwed up, we'd be done in a day. You hear me? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Okay? When we, when we built this building, we had, we had three different companies come in to, to bid these chairs out. Can you imagine what it would have cost if the federal government bid these chairs out? I'm having three companies come in, and we've beaten them down as much as we possibly can, and then I try to use my southern stuff on them. And, you know, and we just from the country, and, you know, we, you know, we're doing it debt-free, and we'll pay you as soon as, you know, as soon as you get them here, we'll pay you with cash. And so we ended up getting the chairs that you set in for about $100. Can you believe that? You might say, $100, this is a lot. That is nothing compared to what they charge. Amen? And they're comfortable. That's right. Amen? Come on. But the point is, is that we don't want the check from the government. Amen? Say. Now, I love America. Thank God we live here. Thank God that uh, we have a country that helps people that need help. I understand that. But we don't want that help. Amen? Because we don't need it because we got each other, right? Say. Amen. And we live in this free country. So, they were not supported by pagans back then, and we don't want to be supported now. He says in this little book, receive them. Receive who? Receive these traveling preachers. Receive them into your homes. Help them. Be a fellow helper to them in the what? They're out there preaching the truth against these crazy people. That's preaching some kind of false teaching all in the church. So, help the ministers. It's the right thing to do. And that's what this little book is about as well. And you'll see it. It's going to happen. So he's writing to Gaius. Writes it. Mentions him by name. Talks about what a good guy he is. He's doing a great job. He's trying to encourage him because Gaius is receiving some opposition. These, these preachers are coming through. They're trying to grow churches. And he's receiving some opposition. And you need to do the right thing, Gaius, and follow good like you're doing. And you're doing good because there's a problem. Pop it up. Diatrophy. Say that name with me. Yeah, you don't want your mama to name you that. I'm just telling you right, right now. Okay, if you've ever been named Diotrephes, excuse me, if you're in the room, it's not a good name. Okay, I'm glad I'm not saying this in Greece or something today, okay, because there's probably be like eight of them. But anyway, let's keep going. Here we go. Diotrephes, and I usually don't use this kind of language up here. I don't say jerk a lot, okay, but he was a jerk. Okay, this guy's a jerk. You ever met a jerk in church? Who are you looking at? church. I wrote unto the church. He's writing to Gaius. But I wrote unto the church. I tried to get this same message out, John says. Help those traveling preachers who are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the pure gospel, the true gospel. Because these guys are just full of it. Okay? And they're not teaching the right thing. Okay? And so he said, I wrote unto the church... Say it with me. But who? Di Tell me, church. Come on. I wrote into the church, but who? Diotrephes, who, help me now, who loves to have the what? Preeminence among them received us not. Can you believe that? Can you believe one of the twelve disciples who walked with Jesus, who Jesus, when he was on the cross, he said, Take care of my mother. 
Can you believe that a guy was so full of himself that when John wrote a letter about helping the ministers and helping get the gospel out, that this guy refused to hear the Apostle John? That's some serious arrogance right there. Yes or no? Say it. Yes or no? Can you imagine such a thing? What does that verse mean? He loved to have the preeminence. Diotrephes was a jerk because he loved to be first. In case you're wondering what a jerk looks like. I always got to be first. Me, me. Jerk. Doesn't make a good church. You hear me, yes or no? What makes a good church is, let me get that for you. How can I help you? No, you go ahead. That's why it's aggravating in this town sometimes to see the people push and shove, sometimes at the Publix, amen, and you get, oh, you think you just stole from them or something. Church, come on, we need to be loving and kind. Yes or no? Yes or no? Come on. Come on. A lot of people don't come to church because they say it's full of jerks. They say this, hypocrites. You know what they mean? Jerk. He loved to be first. Diotrephes loved to have the preeminence. He was what? He's full of himself. How does that work at church? Do we like that or not? Say, can we say we don't like that? We don't like that. Now, guys, we'll accept you full of yourself, but we hope you get emptied out before too long. We're here to help you empty you. Amen? Come on. Come on. Now, the Lord is actually... Here's what, uh, here's what John the Baptist said. I must decrease. He must what? Increase. We don't come to the Lord perfect. We come screwed up. Many times we come as jerks, right? Sure. But it's a process of emptying ourselves. That's what Jesus even did. He was not a jerk, that's for sure. He was holy. But he's in heaven. And the Bible says he emptied himself to come to this earth. He humbled himself. He emptied himself. He emptied himself when he went to the cross. That's who we need to be. So this man was loved to be first. He was full of himself. He rejected the what? He rejected the Christian ministers. He rejected it. I can't help but I've been at church pretty much doing church work my whole life now. You know, since I was like 16, I got saved at 16, and it started becoming my passion. It's weird, you know. God saved me and changed my world. Then I went off to study. Believe it or not, I got a college education. That's hard to believe. But anyway, but, uh, and then I've learned over the years. I've seen it. I've heard it. I do a lot of counseling. I see a lot of pastors who struggle and are sort of pitiful. It's sad. And uh, I've seen churches before. Fortunately, I haven't been in too many of them, but I certainly heard about it, where churches are run by people like this. You hear me or not? How many, without being judgmental, and try not to go there, but how many would say, Pastor, I've been there, and I understand what you're saying with that message today. I've been in churches like that. Amen? We don't want that here. Say that with me. We don't want that here. Can we say it louder? We don't want that here. Okay. Why read the Bible? This is one of the reasons. Why preach? So that we can have a time like this and we can talk about it. Right? It's good stuff. Little old book, 14 verses. But I'm going to tell you something. He rejected the Christian ministers 
And say that last part with me. John took this. He took it personally. He took it personally. Okay? I think we ought to take it personally. I think we ought to care enough about our church that we take it personally. I think sometimes we ought to get a backbone. And somebody's running their mouth. Doesn't happen much, not that I know of. But when it does, why don't you say, hey, uh-uh. no, 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 no. We're not going to talk like that. Amen? If you're going to talk to me about putting somebody else down, you're going to need to go talk to the wall over there or something because it's not happening with me. You're not going to talk unless you want me to go get the person. We'll go get the person and you can say it with him here. How about that? And you, that's, what, that's what Matthew 18 teaches. Jesus taught that. Okay, but instead of gossiping or putting people down and putting yourself up, listen, we don't want to do that. Amen, yes, sir. Amen, say, good, keep looking. Verse 10, we're, we're going through this book. Wherefore, if I come, I'm old. But he said, listen to me, if I come, I'm going to remember his deeds. That's the one person you don't want mad at is the Apostle John. You know what I mean? I'd expect Peter to get mad at me. But the Apostle John, what a nice guy. I'm going to tell you something. When I come, I'm going to remember his deeds, which he does. Pratting against us with what? Say it with me. With what? Malicious words. He's planning, he's scheming against us with, with words that aren't true, deceit. He's not content, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and he forbids them that would, and he does what to him? Tell me there. Go, he does what? He does what? He does what? This is the leader. This guy, Diotrephes, is the leader. This, this church is in the ditch. Amen, say. Maybe now you know better that why I feel like we need to have a place of love here. Amen, yes or no? This should be, I want it to be your, your favorite time of the week. I want Sunday to be a, one of the best, you know, hey, it's Sunday. We're going to church today. Amen? I love that. I love that. I hope you feel that way. I hope when you get out of bed, I'll say, oh, my God, i got to go to church and hear that lunatic. I hope you don't feel that way. If you do, I think there's like eight doors out of here. Come on. Somebody said recently leaving, they said, uh, and I, I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you what they said, not to me. Somebody told me, they said the other day to somebody going out the door, said the music's catching up with the preaching around here. Boy, that's a good thing. Amen. Come on. The music's catching up with the preaching. Amen. Now listen, so that means if you don't like the preaching sometimes, just listen to the music. Listen to the music. I don't like him today. Here we go. So... He's casting them out of the church. This guy, is that appropriate? He's a jerk, isn't he? Say, Diotrephes, you're a jerk, okay? John said, when I come, I'm going to deal with him. I'm gonna, is he getting swept under the rug? It's not going to happen. I'm going to deal straight up with this joker, okay? He's guilty of being a jerk for three reasons. Here we go. We're making the case against this joker. Here it is. Number one, gossiping maliciously about the brethren. You don't know what a jerk looks like in church? Here's what one looks like. I'll just put it on the screen for you. Gossiping maliciously about the brethren, bringing false charges with evil words and tearing down the reputation of others. Amen? Say. We like somebody to do that against us? Yes or no? Say. Is that somebody you want to have to your house tonight for dinner? Say. 
I don't. Number two, he's a jerk because he didn't receive the brethren. He did not welcome them. He refused, their, he refused uh, them hospitality and kindness. You're not welcome here, he said. Anybody that would say that to somebody about our church, if you're in our body and you say you're not welcome at fellowship, if you tell anybody out there in this town, no matter what they're doing, what they look like, you're a jerk. You hear me say, everybody's welcome here, but what if they're this, doing this sin and that sin? What are you doing? Say, well, I'm not doing that, but I bet you if you spend some time with me, I can find something you're doing. Come on. That's the truth, man. We don't want that. Number three, he stopped others in the church from being welcoming and hospitable. Here there's others in the church trying to be welcoming and reaching out to people, and he sees it and he stops it. And if he don't, he threw them out of church. You ever heard of such a thing? you too nice. You're out. Get. Get. Get on out of there. Take your donuts with you. Go on. Get. Isn't that crazy? This is crazy. You can't even believe I'm spending time like this, do you? You know what? It doesn't sound like Fellowship Church. I'd be ashamed if I was preaching this message today and I was thinking that's how we are. I'd get in my truck and I'd just keep riding. I'd go to Colorado. Amen? Have we arrived? No, we ain't arrived. We can love more. We can do more. We can do better. Absolutely. But we're following good. Come on. Let's keep following good. Following God and following good. Following what's right. God will bless us if we do that. Diotrophies. A person's conduct reflects one's relationship with God. Okay? Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, and he that doeth evil ain't seen him. Who do you think he's talking about? Diotrephes. Okay, you got a good man, Gaius. You got a bad man, Diotrephes. Which one are you going to follow? There's another man he's fixing to mention in just a minute. Okay, so Diotrephes. Keep pushing me, Raj. I think we're making the point. So good is of God, evil is of the devil. Say that with me. Good is of, evil is of. Will doing good get you to heaven? No. No. Believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He died on the cross. That's how you get to heaven. Okay? But I'm here to tell you, any good that's ever done, period, is because of God. Any God is good. Any kind word, I don't care if it's by a lost person. Hey, He certainly wouldn't be doing that if there wasn't God. Any goods of God, I believe that, okay? Evils of the devil. And this guy's full of evil. Evil never arises from a spiritual perception of God. It's always a product of darkness of the heart, blindness towards the Spirit of God. That's evil, evil, okay? So following goods, what we're talking about, we're about ready to wrap this up. The last one, so Gaius, good man. Diotrephes, jerk. Demetrius. So this guy, he was a faithful servant. He was a faithful servant. Pop up the scripture. Demetrius hath a what? Good report of all men and of the truth itself. 
Yea, and we also bear record, and you know that our record is truth. You know I'm telling you the truth, John says. Demetrius. John wrote this letter to Gaius, to Gaius, so that he would accept this good and faithful servant named who? Demetrius. And he wrote to Gaius because Diotrephes, who is the head of everything, wouldn't accept his letter. Do you understand that? Not a letter from the Apostle John. He wouldn't accept what he's saying. So he wrote to Gaius and said, This man, Demetrius, that's not being accepted, that's being told, No, you can't come here. No, we won't help you. No, no, no. Get out. Is a good man. He's well spoken of by all who know him. The truth is in him. And it's a witness of his character. This is a good man. Accept him. Reject this joker, Diotrephes. And reject what he's saying and what he's teaching. This is a good man. John personally recommended him as what? Worthy. It's sad when you've got to go up the ladder of the chain of command to get good done. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense. He's having to go around a back door here, go to this guy Gaius, to just try to get the right thing done. Because the guy in charge is a jerk. Okay? I had many things to write. Ain't but 14 verses. But I'll not with ink and pen write unto you all those things right now. Little letter to Gaius. It's to all of us. Now. But I trust. I shall see you, and we shall speak face to face. I think one of the reasons John really wanted to get there is to deal with this joker, Diotrephes. Amen? And you can read that in this letter as well. So, peace be to you. Our friends salute you. And greet the friends by name. So that's that little book. Let's finish it up, Raj. See what we got. Friends, friends, this is the way it ought to be in the body of Christ. We ought to be what? Say it with me. Friends, friends, we ought to be what? That's what we ought to be in the body of Christ. Y'all hear me or not? Say, well, I don't like friendliness. I don't like friends. You got a problem. We like friends, don't we say? I mean, not everybody's going to have a ton of friends. I understand that. You know, you got close friends. You might have one or two, maybe three. I don't know. But not saying we're going to be your best buddy all the time. No. But we want to be your friend at here, here at Fellowship. Amen. Say. We want to be friendly. If I see you out in town and I reckon, I don't recognize everybody. My sight, I can't have to see you today. You know, I'm up here on the stage. You know, like this. But anyway, but when I'm out in town, if I see you and I recognize you, you don't have to worry about me going. You're my friend. You're not just my friend on Sunday. Say. I love you. That ought to be our attitude, yes or no? If you live in a neighborhood and three houses down, if somebody goes to this church and you've seen it, you ought to go down there and say hello to them. Friends, man. That's the way it ought to be in the body of Christ. Friends, friends. We ought to be what? Hospitable. We even have something at our church called Hospitality Center. Amen. Come on. That's what we call it. But we're supposed to be hospitable no matter where we are. But we want to really be... had a guy tell me the other day, I went out with this guy. He's not here today. He's a big, big black guy. 
I love this guy. Full of life and energy. He's about 60 years old. But man, is he, I'm sitting there. He's bald-headed, slick bald-headed, big as I am. He talks and talks and talks. I'm having lunch with him the other day. And I thought, I am looking at a black Gary. That's what I told him. I said, I look at you and I'm looking at a black Gary right there. Because he's just like me. Runs his mouth and talks. But he said, he said years ago he heard me at the high school. He said, I'm going to be honest with you, Pastor. The reason I came, he said, because you know the church had the Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> Amen? Hospitable, right? Come on. Welcoming, 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 welcoming. I know some of you are not used to getting your neck hugged. But you'll be okay. But some of you are like, yeah, but it's a little much. It's a little much. I know, I know, I know. But I'd rather err on the side of hugging your neck too much instead of not doing it all. And if your life's good and it bothers you a little bit to get hugged, just think about that person whose life isn't good and they really appreciate it today. And we just don't know how to go about and find the ones that are hurting. So we do it to everybody. Amen? Welcoming, welcoming, welcoming. Kind to one another. That's what this, this little book has taught us today. I know it's only 14 verses. It's odd. I get that. But I think we've learned something today. We need to be kind to one another. Okay? Always. Friends, friends, friends. Am I done, Rod? Hello. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. I don't know if he's got more stuff. Amen.